And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Myth Bits. Hello, and welcome to the World of Myth Bits. I am your host, Stephanie Barty, as always. And this is, uh, oh, I have no idea what episode this is. Oh my god. Yeah, it's been that kind of week. Um, and I do apologize for any crunching or slobbering or anything that you may hear in the background. I normally record upstairs in my bedroom, and you usually have the meowing of a really irritating cat in the background. Well, tonight, since I had the host to myself, I decided I was going to record downstairs, and that my dog decided now was a good time to have dinner. So, yeah, I deal with the sounds of life going on around me with my animals. Now he's getting a drink, so I'm sure you it sounds like, you know, an elephant slurping water to you guys. But anyway, so this is, we have no idea what episode, not a clue, um... I'm checking. And I'm I'm trying to multitask and I'm not doing a very good job of it. So alright. We are recording episode. I don't know because my computer is so slow. My computer's not slow, my internet's slow. But it's cheap internet, so oh, it actually helps if I click the page. Anyway, this week, um, I'm going to talk all about the world of myth. The magazine came out today, and it is jam-packed full of absolute lovely goodness. It is a feast for your eyes and your brain, and if you pop over to interviews and you listen to the Mythmaster, it's a feast for your ears. So I pretty much got those senses covered. Okay, so we are recording episode 25. All right, I found it. Yay, me. <laughs> oh, jumping. Uh, if you knew what was going on in my life right now, you would be surprised that I am actually able to string coherent words together and form a proper sentence. Do not wipe your slobbery lips on me, dog. Thank you very much. Now go away. Uh, anyway, so episode 25. We at 25. 25 quarter a quarter yeah that was good it's not a quarter of a century because it's not years it's episodes but i mean if it was in years it would be a quarter of a century in episodes but yeah 25 episodes woohoo i am a quarter of the way to 100 Let's see if we can make it that far anyway world of myth magazine the world of myth magazine over at www.theworldofmyth.com came out today, was released today, and our open contract challenge also launched today. Thank you to everybody who has submitted so far. That is awesome. Get in there early. Not that it's going to, you know, up your chances or anything, but, you know, get in there early. Um, anyway. Yes, I want to talk about the open contract challenge first because I'm staring right at it on my screen. 
um, go to the website, www.opencontractchallenge.com. And over there, you will find all the things that you can win. You will find all of the rules and regulations and what we want for the first round, what we want for the second round, what we want for the next round after that, and where you can send your submissions, the rules. Um, yeah, you'll find everything over there. And I mean, I'll just do a quick rundown of the prizes. And I think personally, I think the prizes are a pretty decent deal. I mean, they're pretty damn good. Um, we are a non-for-profit magazine, obviously. We don't have sponsors. We don't have anybody funneling big bucks into us. So it's not like we're offering $5,000 as, as a grand prize. But what we are offering is pretty freaking awesome, in my opinion. The grand prize winner will receive a contract for an ebook and a print publication through Dark Myth Publications and full distribution market circulation. Now, what that entails is you as the author are not shelling out any cash to distribute distribute your book. That is covered by Dark Myth Publications. And as a published author who has a very good relationship with her publisher, I know for a fact that that's not cheap. Um, I didn't... Oh, my God! Now he's gone and got his squeaky toy! <laughs> why? Why am, why am I surrounded by this? I'm so sorry, people. Odie, come here. Odie, give me the squeaky toy. Give, no, no, give me, oh. he's not going to give me the squeaky toy. Why, oh, alright, we're just gonna, we're gonna plow through, people. We're gonna plow through, and we'll hope that it can be edited out. I doubt it, but, you know, this is my life. Okay, so, grand prize winner. You're gonna receive 200 US dollars. 200 US dollars, just for being the winner. And you get to hang on to every single penny of that 200 US dollars because Darth, Dark Myth Publications is going to give you a full distribution market circulation ebook and print publication contract. How awesome is that? Most of us, well, not, I don't say us because I'm not in the contest, but as a writer, and knowing several writers, most writers are submitting to contests that you have to pay for. You enter this one, you got to pay $39.95. I was looking at one today, $49.95. And for every category that you want to enter your book in, and it's already, has to be already a published book, every category you want to enter your book in, it's another $39.95. Now I'm Canadian. This is $39.95 American, so you do the math. It's costing me a whole lot more than $39.95 if I enter this contest. So this contest, there is no submission fee. You don't have to pay a fee to send us your stuff. Just send it to us. I just realized I'm sounding really aggressive. I'm terribly sorry. 
terribly sorry. It's been a rough month trying to be upbeat, and I'm coming across sounding like a cranky old hag. Let's rewind. Okay, so, grand prize winner, you get all that stuff and $200 cash. Woohoo! Runner up, we'll get, we'll receive an ebook contract for publication and $100! Just because, you know, you're runner up. And third place, we'll receive 50 bucks. So, all these contests that you have to pay $50 to enter, and if you don't win, you don't get squat. If you win third, we're gonna give you 50 bucks. Because you won third. And you don't have to pay anything to enter. It's completely free. You just follow the rules, follow the guide, submission guidelines for each stage, and bingo, bango, you could have yourself a published book and 200 bucks in your pocket to go and take yourself out for a nice dinner. I think that's a pretty decent deal. So, www.opencontractchallenge.com. Go to submissions, find out what you need to do, send us your stuff. We'll be looking for it. All right, so, World of Myth magazine. The World of Myth magazine. Apparently, I keep forgetting to say the, or I'm not saying it loud enough. And I do absolutely, in my intros in the magazine, forget to capitalize the, and it's just World of Myth. No, we are not World of Myth. We are the World of Myth. The world of myth. We are them. That is us. Anyway, so congratulations, Molly. Molly E. Hamilton. Two months in a row, she has been featured article. This month is part two to Ruana's Dreams, which I'm not supposed to have favorites, but I'm a fantasy writer. And reading this story, I'm like, I'm all, woohoo! Oh my god! I absolutely loved this story. It was such a neat way of combining the fantasy world with the real life world. And it seemed so real. Like you're reading it and you're going, oh, oh. And then I found myself walking around looking for people that had lavender eyes or purple eyes. (laughs) I wanted to get purple contacts just for that reason. So well done, Molly. Congratulations. I also want to say congratulations to member of the month, Christopher Bice. Again, I said it to him um, in the last podcast, but I wrote my intro um, and I missed putting him in my intro. And I apologize that for that, Chris. I really do. Uh, so I'm saying congratulations to you again. Well done. And way to go. Okay. And I also want to send out a congratulations to Ed Bickford for our cover art this month, Dancing in the Rain. Dancing in the Rain? Dancing in the Rain. Yes, Dancing in the Rain. Um, I, I just absolutely fell in love with that picture when I saw it, when you sent it to me, and I knew that had to go in the magazine. And I don't choose the cover art. I just send in all the art to um, the publisher, and he chooses the cover art. So congratulations. Um, well done on that. And this is his second installment um, in our magazine. I'm saying I'm a lot too. Blah. Okay. Have you stopped with the squeaky toy? I'm glad. Now go away. I'm podcasting. Can you not see I'm podcasting? I'm working here. Go away. Sorry. I talk to my animals because they don't talk. Well, they do talk back, but they're funny when they do. Okay. So 
I'm sorry I'm all over the place. I'm a little distracted. In our story section this month, it is, again, a packed story section with a wide variety of things for you to sink your teeth into and enjoy. In fantasy, we have part two of Molly E. Hamilton's Ruana's Dreams. And then Raheen Ahmed has, um, sorry, I kind of choked a bit there, sent us The Scent of Goodness, which is an incredible read. I really enjoyed that. And Copper Rose, yay, Copper Rose has sent us part three. And I think this is the last part uh, to Feeding the Queen of the Underworld. And she asked a lot of the questions that a lot of us were asking in part two. She has answered those questions in part three. But I did notice one of the comments today was, oh, is that it? So, Copper, if you're listening, um, apparently people don't think that needs to be it. They're really enjoying it. I'm leaving the ball in your court. <laughs> and then we move to, okay, and I apologize if I mispronounce her name. Irish names and Scottish names always catch me up. Princess Afe and her dragon. Probably should have Googled that word to make sure I pronounced it correctly. By Steve Carr. This this story is a true, down-to-the-core fantasy story. I mean, it's right there in the title. And her dragon. You can't get much more fantasy than that. And the dragon in this story, I just, I, I fell in love with him. I really did. I love this story. It was so well done. It is, like I said, it is a true depiction of a fantasy story. And then Mark Kodama gives us The Trials of Maliger. And if you know anything, and I probably pronounced that wrong too, because I'm just having that kind of day. You know, anything about Greek mythology, you will really, really, really enjoy this story. I am a big Greek mythology fan. Um, good Lord, I could do like months worth of podcasts just on the family trees alone. <laughs> but anyway, um, if you're, if you, really like Greek mythology, you will really enjoy this story. And if you don't, you'll still enjoy the story because there's a lot going on in it. There's a lot to it. Um, and it's very, very well written. And then you have my installment to which the series I've now given a title to. It is now called The Chosen One. The Chosen? The Chosen. Yeah, I think that's what The Chosen. Yes, The Chosen. Okay. So anyway, you have the next installment in the series, The Chosen, called No Going Back. And it did not end up the way I had planned for it to be. It isn't even remotely anywhere near where I was originally going to go with it. Um, as so happens when your characters tend to take on a life of their own, they will tell you where the story's going. So no going back, apparently. Um, and then we pop over to the horror section, which is all David K. Montoya this month. And let me tell you, like I said in my intro, Call of the Blackbird, wow. I, I have always loved ravens and crows. I have always felt a connection to ravens. After reading that, yeah, seeing five or six of them in my big old maple tree out back kind of gave me pause to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Glad I don't hear them at night. Let me tell you. Just, that's all I got to say about that. 
action and suspense. We have four stories for you to sink your teeth in. Walter Gearsback has given us Flying Blind to China. And that I really, really, really enjoyed that story. And I mean, I was sucked right in and I'm reading it and my heart's pounding. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what is, what is, wow. And, and then that very last line. And I just, it, I bust out laughing. I did because it's such an intense and you're reading. And then that last line just kind of breaks that tension and it's well done. I really enjoyed it. And then Tom Fowler. Wow. Dude. Scene of a murder was, I was, yeah, really well done. Well done. I enjoyed scene of a murder. Um, and I can act, when, when you're reading it, you can actually see it kind of playing out and thinking, okay, has he researched actual cases? Because he's got his, like everything and all the reasoning is all right there. And you're thinking, wow, that could really happen. And then you have part three and the culmination of Mark Kodama's Land of the Pharaohs. So now you all get to find out how it ends and how it's all kind of brought together really, really good story. I really enjoyed all three parts of this story. You should give it a read. And then you have part 16 of Through the Eyes of Madness by David K. Montoya. And as I said in the intro, and I'm going to tell you now, pay attention to the clues because they're there. He's laying the groundwork. He's giving you, he's dropping the breadcrumbs and you got to, you got to pay attention or you're going to miss them. So that is our action and suspense. Sci-fi. Walter G. Esselman is back with Liberty's Call, part two of the, oh wow, I should probably have asked how to pronounce that word. I'm just going to say part two. You can read it on the website because I don't want to butcher that word and I know I'm going to. Um, I read part one back in December and then in January when I didn't see part two, I was going, ah! And then when it didn't show up in February, I was, oh, okay, you can't leave me hanging. And then here we have it in March, part two of Liberty's Call. Yay. Looking forward to part three. I heard a rumor. That's all I'm going to say. Really good story. Then you, down in humor, we have two for you. We have Bruce Rowe is back with Grave Migration. Now, <laughs> this this is kind of dark humor and I really enjoyed it because I really enjoy dark humor and um, it was really good. So I, yeah, you need to read that. And then we have a newcomer, JM and the great food debate, which I'm sure happens in several kitchens all across the U S and Canada every morning. So give that one a read. And Yes, that's me typing. Sorry, just dealing with... I told you, I'm multitasking. Oh, no, can't scroll if I'm not on the right screen. All right, so that takes care of all of our stories. Then we pop over to our poetry section. Wow, the poems that are coming in, we're just getting them like... It's... it's, I mean, it used to be we would get two or three poems, four maybe, and now our poetry section is incredible. This month, we have eight poems. We have Shade and Fruit by J.M. We have Grandma by Patricia McNally, which I feel 
pays pretty good, a, a really, really good tribute to grandmas. It's, it's a, a really beautiful poem. And then we have Please, Please, I Want to Stay by Christopher Bice. And reading that one at any other time would have been emotional because it is such an emotional poem and you can read it. But if you've lost somebody, especially if you've lost somebody to cancer or any sort of a disease, this poem is going to touch something inside of you. And it, it, it really touched me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and then we have Shopping City by Michael A. Arnold, which the backstory to this one is something that he used to do as a child. So it's, it's a really, I really enjoyed it. I really loved the poem. Um, well written, really cute, really good poem. And then we have, um, Last month, you had the epilogue to Prince of Mexico. Now we have chapter one to Prince of Mexico by Mark Kodama. And this is chapter one of the epic poem. There will be preceding chapters. And again, Mark's writing shines through. It's well-written. It's a well-read poem. Really enjoyed it. Then we have... Turning of Time by Randolph R. Lofgren. And again, it's his playing with words and the run of words and good poem. And then we have the ever awesome Kevin Magnus, who has been here since the beginning, and his poem, My Hero. Now, you get to see a little more of the serious side of Kevin with this poem. This one, I think, came more from an emotional side of his heart than from that dark emo place that he likes to hang out in. Um, so, yeah, give that poem a read. And then you have one from me, which totally surprised the heck out of me when it showed up, because when I write poetry, it just kind of, I get it, it's all there. All the words show up all at once, and I have to pretty much race to write it down and get it out of my head, and then it's gone. And it was late at night. Um, I was chatting with a friend, and this poem just all of a sudden <clears throat> was there. And I'm in bed. I have no pen and paper. All I have is my phone. And I just wrote the poem out into the message and sent it, and then explained to them in the morning, terribly sorry about that. I had no paper. had to get it out. So you have Gilded Cage by me. And that rounds out our poetry section. Now, if you pop over to the art gallery, this is where you're going to get a feast for your eyes because there is some top quality artwork. We have top quality artwork all the time, but I'm not talking about all the time. I am talking about this issue. And this is issue 71. So in our art gallery, yes, I was stalling for time while the page loaded. We have newcomer Madison Hamilton and her lovely picture, Serenity. Now, I'm not sure. Now, to me, it looks like it was done, like hand done. Um, I don't, it wasn't, I don't think it was done digitally. And I absolutely love, like, I love the digital, but I love seeing things that are done by hand, like with, um, colored pencils or with paint or with, um, uh, charcoals. 
and chalks and things like that. So you have Serenity by Madison Hamilton. Then we have the cover art by Ed Bickford, Dancing in the Rain. And I don't know, just something about that giant robot and that little itty bitty umbrella holding it over what I thought was a puppy, but somebody said it was a cat, so it could be a cat and the girl as they're walking and they're dancing in the rain. It was really sweet. And then we have Molly E. Hamilton showing us another side of her talent with Wishing Moon. And it's very whimsical, very fantasy. Reminds me of, you know, fairies sitting on the moon. And I just really enjoyed that one. And then we have um, an incredible piece by Boreana Anan... I'm just not going to because I don't, I, I really, it really bothers me when I butcher somebody's name. So we have the retro future and it's, it is, it's very, it's very eighties, but it's very, you know, 2030. It's, it's, it's an incredible piece. There's sexuality to it, sensuality to it. There's the eighties feel to it. There's the future feel to it. Check it out. And then we have Christopher Harris's next installment. Now, if you've noticed, there's been a theme going with his pictures and it's kind of telling a story. So this one is called Makoto. And again, very industrial, very retro feel to it. Um, I'm not an art critic, so the, I'm, I'm kind of grasping for words to make me sound like I know what I'm talking about. I liked it. That's all I know. I liked it. So check out our stories, our poems, and our art gallery, because they will definitely keep you entertained and sleeping with the lights on for a while. And we pop over to the reviews, and as always... Jason Bashard, as soon as the page loads, oh, I should have Jeopardy music playing while I wait. Just saying. Um, okay, so in our movie review, okay, try this again. First day with the new tongue. In our movie reviews, Jason Bashard reviewed Rob Zombie, yes, Rob Zombie's 31. And I'm not a big Rob Zombie fan, but after reading Jason's review, I think I'm going to throw that one on my list of movies to see. Um, I'm always looking for new things to see. I think I've watched pretty much everything I could possibly watch, good, bad, and otherwise, on Netflix. Uh, we always do Bad Movie Sunday at my house. It didn't start out intentionally as Bad Movie Sunday. <laughs> But I just seem to have this knack for finding the really bad, bad movies. Not the good, bad movies, but the really bad, bad movies. Where you're sitting there going, oh my god, please, somebody just like shoot me, gouge my eyes out, something. But you can't stop it because you still have that mild hope that it might get better. So, read Jason's review of Rob Zombie's 31. His review actually made me want to see the movie. So... We'll see. Now, in the book review, I had a proud mama moment. My daughter, yes, Katie Barty is my daughter, 
did the book review for this month and she reviewed her favorite book. She has read this book so many times. The pages are dog-eared. The spine is cracked. Yes, I know my past co-host Mike is probably twitching right now as I'm saying these words. She reviewed Cornelia Funk's Ink Heart. Now, this is a story about a story, really. Um, if you haven't read the book or seen the movie, you need to. It, it's, if something inspires my daughter and catches her attention, then you know you need to, you need to pay attention. You need to watch it because a lot of things she's just, eh, you know, she's 18, so, eh. But when I said I needed a review for the magazine, she jumped right up. Mom, mom, hey, I can review Inkart if you want. And within a half an hour to 45 minutes, she had that review written. And here, mom. Uh, oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so that is her favorite book of all time. She absolutely loves it. And she hopefully will be back next month with another book. Video Game Review. Priceless. Priceless for our video game review. Did Devil May Cry 5, if my Roman numerals are correct, for the PS4. I don't play video games. I play solitaire on my phone. So I can't even really comment on that. Um, if I'm quiet for a moment, my cat can give you a comment. But I... Yeah, so check out the video game review. And then we have the review of Banksy's Girl with Balloon going to auction in this month's art review by David K. Montoya. And he, this is part two to the art review that he did last month. And he touches on what happened to the print of Girl with a Balloon when it was bought at auction. And for those of you that don't know what happened, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go read the review. It was quite a spectacle, is what I'm going to say. And he does touch on a lot of the conspiracy theories that flowed in and around what happened and whether Sotheby's was involved. Um, I would personally think to an extent they had to have been, but that's just my personal opinion. And then we have, as always, Commentary from the Founder by David K. Montoya. He is the founder, and he does like to comment. <laughs> so there it is. That is our magazine this month. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, 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 I can hear the Mythmaster shooting daggers at me already. Ah! <laughs> I am going to be in serious trouble if he ever gets a hold of me. Okay, so over in interviews. <laughs> Please forgive me, Mythmaster. Please forgive me, Mythmaster. Okay, I called him Miss Master. Oh yeah, I am, I am in so much trouble. Oh, he's gonna, yeah. Anyway. Over in interviews with the Kevin Myth Master Adams, he interviews Matt Wall this month. And you can read through the written part. Um, it's not very long, but it is interesting. And then you can click to on the link and listen to a clean version of the podcast, which means you can listen to it with your kitties present. 
there's there's no swearing or bad language or or anything untowards that you may not want your children to listen to. And he puts a shout out out there as a potential next guest for Melissa Rhines. So, yep, my name isn't up there yet, so I'm good. Look out, Melissa. Mythmaster is coming for you. So, yeah, give that a listen to. It's a really, really good interview with Matt. Um, it gets personal and you find out a lot about him, what he's been, what he's been doing and what he's been up to. And of course, you know, Mythmaster is his crazy, maniacal self. So <laughs> go check that out. I love you, Mythmaster. And that, that is our magazine for this month. And like I said, the Open Contract Challenge started today. And we've already got submissions coming in, so that's that's pretty awesome. Um, what else can I tell you? What's going on in the world of myth? I discovered something. Uh, hashtags. I didn't discover hashtags. Okay, hashtags have been around. Uh, we used to call them pound sign or number sign back in my day. But um, I've... I've been on Twitter and my personal account has um, had a, about 200 followers, I would say, maybe. Um, and I discovered this community called Hashtag Writing Community. And... So I, I decided I would check it out, see what it was about. And at last count, I was up to 600 and some odd followers now. Now, it's not just, I, I know it's not about the numbers. It's really not. But I've had actually some really good, really cathartic in some senses, conversations with some of these new writers that I've met. Um, we've exchanged ideas. We've talked about writer's block and how do you write? Are you like a, a by the seat of your pants kind of writer? Or do you plot everything out? Or are you a bit of both? Main characters. are Do the, the main characters have your personality traits? Do you model them after somebody that you know? Do they kind of take on a life of your own, of their own? Um, things like that. And it's, it's been really, really neat meeting all of these different writers at various stages of their careers. Some are just starting out. Some have several books published. Some are writing, I've been on the New York bestsellers list. And I'm sitting here thinking, wow, and these people are following me now and I'm following them. And, it really feels like a community. And I've been saying this constantly for a while now, that as writers, whether you're published or not, we are a community. We are a community, not a competition. Unless you're in the open contract challenge, then that's competition. But anyway, um, I digress. We should be supporting each other. We should be encouraging each other because... You know, you may have, say, say you've got three stories and they're all based on 
The Legend of King Arthur. We're going to use that as an example because that's one of my favorites. You're going to have it from three different writers' perspectives. So each one of those stories are going to be different in some way. So they're not competing with each other. They may have written about the same topic, the same genre, the same characters, but they're going to write it in their way. So why not support that? Why not encourage that? Why not say, hey, I wrote something similar. Let's exchange them and, you know, talk. Let's make a connection. Because writing can be, I think, a very lonely, at times, a very lonely career choice. You know, you're, you're sitting and you're writing and you're hanging out with your characters, but they're on paper, they're on your screen. And you kind of miss the world around you. And it feels really good to connect with other people that are missing the world around them because they get it, you know. And you can get feedback on stuff that you're doing. You can say, hey, um, I'm kind of stuck on this. Anybody got any ideas? And the next thing you know, you got 45 ideas coming across your, your Twitter feed. And it's like, oh, hey, thanks. All right, I'm not stuck anymore. So, yeah, that it's hashtags. Check them out. Actually, check out hashtag writing community. And it was one person really that's, that kind of started this whole writers helping writers, writers supporting writers thing. And that is at Camilla writes on Twitter. She had posted a tweet saying, you know, she had these writers on her follow list that had, you know, maybe a couple of hundred followers. And she didn't feel that that was right because as writers, we want our stuff out there. We want our stuff to be seen. We want a bigger audience to know what's available and what we've got and, and, you know, have people interested and wanting to read what we've written. So she set out to try and get as many people as she could to a thousand followers or more, which kind of all of a sudden went, she, put a list of, of writers to follow. So I did. I followed a few of them and then they followed me. And then somebody else posted a list and people went and just went and it just exploded from there. I think at one point, uh, hashtag writing community was actually trending on Twitter for about 15, 20 minutes, which is actually really big. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like a long time, but it is actually really big. So, yeah, it was um, kind of cool seeing this explode and connecting with these people and having conversations and finding similarities with people. You know, like, these are my people. And, you know, like, how do you write and how do your characters and, yeah, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and you know, like this person is on the other side of the world. You've never met. You don't know each other from Adam, but you've got that similarity in how you do things and how you, you you write. And it's like, oh my God, I'm not an oddity. There's somebody else out there just like me. And it's it's it feels really good. It really does. It feels really good. Um so yeah, and and we've got new followers on the the world of myth on Twitter, which has brought in new submissions from new writers 
So it's, it's been really, really cool. I've, I've really enjoyed this. I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter lately. <laughs> and I realized with 600 and some odd followers, I need to up my Twitter game. So if you're listening to this and you want to get in on the fun, you can find me on Twitter at, at Lupa, L-U-P-A-B, at Lupa B. You can find the world of myth, Dot com on Twitter at T-W-O-M or just type in The World of Myth and it'll come up. Click on it. Follow us. There you go. You can find the podcast at T-W-O-M-B-P at T-W-O-M-B-P Now you want to shoot me an email. You want to get in touch with me. You want to tell me Whatever, you can reach me at Stephanie Barty at theworldofmyth.com. You can find me on Facebook. You can send me um, a message at the World of Myth Bits podcast on Facebook. And that is T-W-M-O... Blah, 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 blah. Try it again. T-W-O-M-B-P on Facebook or just put in the World of Myth Bits podcast. You can also find the World of Myth magazine on Facebook. Or you can find me at, I don't know, somewhere. I'm, I'm somewhere on, I do believe it's Stephanie Barty author on Facebook. I could be wrong. Maybe. On Instagram, I am Stephanie Barty author. On Facebook, I am author Stephanie Barty. Okay. It was one of them was switched around. Yeah. So you can follow me on Facebook at author Stephanie Barty. You can follow me on Instagram at Stephanie Barty author or on Twitter at Lupa B or TWOMBP or the world of myth magazine. Come find me. (laughs) I'm somewhere right there. So I think I'm going to wrap this up for this week. Go check out the magazine. It is another jam-packed, full magazine of incredibly awesome goodness with great stories, emotionally touching poems, beautiful artwork, really good reviews. Mythmaster, again, with his maniacally interesting and well-done interviews. And don't forget to go to www.opencontractchallenge.com and check out the submission guidelines for what we need for round one and get that in. The email address is there. Oh, one more thing. If you are having an issue with the web page, with the magazine web page, with www.theworldofmyth.com, if you're seeing all these weird symbols or you're getting last month's magazine, what you need to do 
And it seems to happen a lot with Chrome, not so much with Firefox or if you're using the browser on your phone, but I've noticed it happens with Chrome and I've noticed some other people are having the same problem. If you're seeing all these weird symbols or it's not loading this month or the link isn't working, go into your settings and clear your cache. You don't have to clear your cookies. You don't have to clear your passwords. Just clear your cache. And then refresh the page. Bingo, bango. There it is. You got it. Yeah. Bingo, bango. Bob's your uncle. And it works. Um, it's a difference in HTML code, I think, where one auto clears the cache and one... I don't know. I don't do the coding. I... Nope. Not happening. Unless it's drag and drop, like my webpage, which I still need to... If there's anybody out there that can help me update my webpage and will do it for undying gratitude, that would be great. Shoot me a line. Because I just... I keep trying to find the time and it's just not happening and it's really out of date. Really out of date. Anyway. So... Just clear your cache and it'll be fine. Because I know there were a few um, stories up there and an, a bio that had these weird symbols in it. And I cleared out my cache, refreshed the page, and it was perfectly fine. So, yeah, just each month, if you have an issue with the web page, just clear out your cache. You'll be good to go. Okay, I think that is it for me. My throat is starting to dry out and I'm starting to get that squeaky kind of voice that I really don't like. You know, the mom voice where you look at your kids and go, why are you making me make this voice? Why? So I'm going to sign off. Thank you for letting me invade your ears again for another week. And we will see you all next week. Have a good one. See ya. The world of Mitch Bitch.